0: I was like, well, it's, the, it's another name for the Pennsylvania state flower. It's the Pennsylvania mountain laurel. Yeah, but spoon. That doesn't make sense with beer. I'm like, I don't, yeah, I realize that. That's why it's spoonwood. And I just gave you the meaning. He's just like, just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs>
1: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. That familiar voice you're hearing is Sam. He is back on the podcast today for episode 49. With me, as always, are my friends, Steve and Adam, co host extraordinaires who do the podcast weekly in my absence. So good to be back with you guys today. Steve to my right, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I could not be better right now. Could cool. not be better. I don't want to spoil it and say why. Okay. So we're just gonna go to Adam. Find out how Adam's doing. Find out how Adam's doing. That's right. I am also doing well, and I also
2: will not spill the beans. I don't know if you're as excited about this episode. (laughs) No, I actually am pretty excited for this one. (laughs) We're coming into a big stretch on the podcast here. That that is true. We got a big stretch of episodes coming up, and I'm actually really excited for them. It all kicks off here with episode
1: 49. (laughs) (laughs) To make episode 49 even bigger and better, we also have another special guest on the show today. So with us uh, to drink some awesome Pittsburgh beer today is Jason Sircone. So Jason, why don't you say hello to the
3: audience out there? What's up, people? How you doing? (laughs) Glad Uh, to be here, guys now this is probably the seventh podcast you've done this week or (laughs) yeah honestly this has been it's been a while since oh wait uh no i do have my own podcast still yeah yeah uh,
0: well we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes we're we're getting towards the end of the bank where we're gonna have to do another sit down and i was gonna say i i just listened to that show so i (laughs) yeah it's uh a lot of a lot of fun doing all these podcasts but yeah definitely make my rounds I haven't been on a good beer podcast in a while, so I'm glad to be sitting with you guys. Well, we're glad to have yes. you here.
4: Have
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, for those that don't know, Jason is kind of a marketing, craft beer salesman, jack of all trades, connoisseur, <laughs> all of the above.
2: I would just uh, go with the guy. The guy. The guy. The <laughs> guy.
0: Uh, so I'm in the Roman Reigns category. <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Did anybody unwantedly push you? or <laughs> I've been getting shoved down the throats of America for the last two or three years, so I guess I can I can take that and wear it like a badge of honor. <laughs>
1: hey, there you go. Well, we are happy to have you, and we're happy to uh, be drinking some beer with you on the show today. Speaking of. And we're going to get into the beer, and as I kind of alluded to to earlier, we were drinking Pittsburgh beers today. Since, since we have the guy, the Pittsburgh craft beer guy on the show with us here today, we thought, what better... Way to showcase some of the great regional beer here that we have in Pittsburgh and to drink it on the show with uh, with you guys so um, we have some great beers lined up I'm very excited for everything that we have we have some some new beers from some of our uh, biggest and best breweries so can't wait to uh, to try them so Steve why don't you get us uh, kicked off here with our first beer of the episode
3: all right and uh, I think it's important to note that all three beers we're gonna have tonight are canned. And they're pretty recently canned beers as well.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. So these great.
3: aren't just uh, growler fills or anything right. like that. Right, <laughs> we're not growler fills or bottles that have been hanging around. But these are fully mobile. Uh, and
1: all all of these brews were also purchased at the actual brewery where they were canned.
3: Right, because you live close <laughs> and you can get to those. <laughs> but the first one we're going to have tonight is the Grist House Double Edge Sword, which is a double dry hop double IPA, and it's going to be coming in at eight percent alcohol by volume there's not much on the ibus or the uh, hops they're not releasing that information because (laughs) i tried to look and i couldn't find it Uh, what they do say though is you're going to find notes of tangerine and uh, grapefruit Adam, <laughs> you seem concerned. I do seem. I, well, I am
2: concerned.
1: Well, there's no need to be concerned, Adam, because if you remember from many episodes ago, well, I guess it wasn't that long ago, we actually sat down with the the brewers, Kyle and well, the one of the owners and uh, the head brewer at Grist House, Kyle and Sean, and we had some beers with them. And as I recall, you liked those beers, Adam. That is very true. So here it's we have. True. A, one of their one of their new specialties. This double dry hopped, double edged sword. But
2: what do I what do I always say whenever we have an IPA or a big IPA, double IPA, something like that? What do I always say? Well, you say yucky, and Fuck. we laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that internally. No, I always say I will go into this with an open mind. Well, that's, it's good it's, that you have an open mind. That's right. It's
3: a new beer. I'm willing to give it a chance so uh while i pour these out i just want to point out to what's what's
0: going on you can't see through this
3: (laughs) i've never seen this type of beer this is definitely a uh, new england style (laughs) um but yeah jason already got us kicked off by remarking on how it looks it's hazy as hell (laughs) (laughs) looking at orange juice I'd get orange juice. <laughs> See, I disagree. I would go with pineapple juice. Yeah, I'd okay. go more with okay. the pineapple yeah. juice right. myself, yeah. Yeah, it is a bit lighter. All right. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, not not as much not as much orange in this one, but on the nose, you, you can smell the hops. This is a just sand pouring beer. out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a it is a beer. I mean, I'm not... It is a beer. <laughs> well, yes, it is a beer. You got it. This <laughs> guy's good. Well, you guys don't pull any buckets on this show, do you? <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm out of my league. We, we we shoot it straight, Jason. We don't mess around with this craft beer podcast. <laughs> but yes, this is this is a sand beer. It's, uh, it's very dank. It's very citrusy. It's hazy as hell. And it, it, it smells just delightful. So...
3: Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting those notes that they're talking about—the grapefruit and the tangerine.
2: I agree. I agree. I think it's time that we uh, we drink this bad boy. Oh, fuck! I've already taken like three.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. Fine. I didn't
3: get the rule breakdown of when and. You don't have to abide by our rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you'll learn about me. I definitely don't fuss over all that. I'm just I'm diving in.
1: Sometimes that's the best way. We we exaggerate a little bit on the show. It takes us a while to get to the beer. <laughs>
3: I'll tell you what that is good It's another winner by Christhouse, as far as i'm concerned
1: yeah I, I had one of these last night actually i couldn't couldn't help myself i bought a four pack when i was down at the brewery <laughs> and it was amazing last night and it's amazing today i mean it's it's citrusy it's flavorful but it's also clean and smooth at the same time too it's not it's not overly bitter and it's just it sits so nicely on the palate
0: yeah these guys have been doing some tremendous beers in this new england format i mean they Hitting all of those characteristics You just said the flavorfulness The hop bitterness is there But it's very subdued They're doing some great things up at Grist House mm-hmm. Got to appreciate their beers
3: Absolutely Yeah, yeah there's no strange back end on, Like it's not harsh no, at all in right any way all.
2: That is the one thing I do appreciate on this beer Is it doesn't have that hop residue mm-hmm. Where it just sort of sticks around Like you're eating on a, a hop pellet I'm <laughs> glad that that doesn't exist on this beer So So do you you, like it? Yeah. Do you have any further thoughts (laughs) for us? Do you really want to? No, in reality, for the style, it is pretty decent and it is as delivered. Again, it goes back to personal taste. But for the style, I like it. I think it
3: it serves the style well. So so at this point in drinking it, it's not something that's on par with the other double IPAs that you really like.
2: Correct. Correct. All right.
3: Am I I going to finish it? Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. So you don't don't have to worry about that. Okay. I respect your opinion, but once again, I don't care for it like most of the audience.
1: (laughs) Because it's wrong. No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, that's great. I mean, you know, Chris House—they—they they just never—they never disappoint. And I was actually when I was down at the brewery, I had a beer. It was another double dry hopped IPA. I don't know if you've had it. Yes, yeah, Jason, it's called the Chameleon. I have not. Um, slightly, slightly different than this. Not as, not as hazy, but you know, it packed a, a very flavorful hop punch to it, and it was just, it was just dynamic. It was so good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess we can move on into the actual meat of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we uh, have the beer. We may as well have the meat now. Yeah. So uh, we have a guest, so we might as well ask him some questions. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just, actually I, put him to use. <laughs> that I'm being
0: ranked above the beer in regards to the meat of the show says a lot. Thanks, guys. Yeah,
3: I mean, we it. can drink beer anytime. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we do. Yeah, Sam was already drinking at Grist house last night. He didn't have to record anything about it. <laughs> He's no. been there, done that.
0: No, I did not. <laughs>
3: why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit more. We already kind of sang your praises that you are the guy in the Pittsburgh craft (laughs) beer scene. So... Well, I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Maybe just give us a little history about how that came to be. Yeah,
0: I I moved to Pittsburgh back in 2004 uh, from a little town up north of here called Bradford, PA. Okay. Really not a ton going on up there in regards to beer, and even to this day, it's still very desolate wasteland in regards to good beer. There's a couple bars that have caught on, but it's still pretty basic. But When I got to Pittsburgh, I started to discover more beer just because you go to places like, like Smoking Joe's was probably the big place that turned me on to Mm -hmm. the fact that, wow, look at all of this beer there is to consume. And then my my buddy brought home a six pack of, I think it was Rogue Dead Guy one Mm -hmm. night. Uh, And that was really, I was like, Wow, beer with flavor! Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna capitalize on this or build on this. And
1: Something I've not seen in Bradford, PA. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <A> novel concept. <laughs> yeah. And then we we all learned like because we started getting into more of that stuff, so we started discovering Stone and Sierra Nevada, and not realizing we we grew up on Swill. You got to put a governor on these <laughs> big beers. We weren't doing that at first, so I was like, thank God we're at home doing this because we couldn't get off the couch. But we grew up over time, and that just evolved over the the ongoing years and I started to realize just going forward that there was a lack of education. Like, As I got more into it, I was seeing, like, the scene was still evolving and when I was starting to get a little more serious about this, there wasn't a lot of local breweries. There was maybe 10 at that time. And right around the time I started blogging about it was when Grist House and Hitchhiker and Brew Gentleman and so on and so forth hit the scene and and from there it was just a, that was all game changing it the the and you know look at where we're at now here in pittsburgh yeah. it's incredible <laughs> the growth that we've had
3: we're 40 plus breweries now and we're uh, still going like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: it's 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 tremendous and even s- with that many breweries i still see that there are a lot of people out there that still are they're they're unwilling to learn because it's just not something they care about or they just they they may know a little bit, but it shocks me to talk to people that may live a mile from a brewery and don't don't even know it exists. And yeah, I, mean, I know I've said this on multiple podcasts before that, you know, I, I've always compared it to like if it was if an arts and crafts store open a mile from my house, I wouldn't know because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. So therefore, yeah. why would I pay attention? And it's the same if you're not big into beer like all four of us are and how like many people are, then you might not notice it and it really doesn't land in your wheelhouse. So... Yeah, that just—I mean—that's been the evolution of uh, life and beer, and yeah, it's been—it's been a fun ride, and we have a lot of great people in this scene. And I'm fortunate to have made friends with a lot of them and written features on them, helped them in numerous ways, and it's—it's it's a great world to be a part of.
1: I mean, it's, just, it's interesting, you made a comment about how some people haven't really discovered craft beer yet, there's still so many eyes that need to be opened in that realm. And, you know, I've talked to some of those people and sometimes it's a slightly older generation and I say to them, you know, have you, have you tried this? Or there's a brewery down the street, have you checked it out yet? And they're like, well, I don't like beer. And that's like the I hate phrase, that. it's like nails on the chalkboard to me because all I want to say to them is, look, look, everybody likes beer. You just maybe haven't found the right style for you. Exactly. I mean, beer today is not what it was 30 years ago. No. I mean, now it's just so much, so much different, so much richer. And, uh, you know, there's some really something out there for everyone.
0: Yeah. And, now we have so many great opportunities to drink beer right from the source, and it doesn't get any better or fresher than that. And like you were saying, Sam, you were at Grist House just last night, mm-hmm. and you're drinking it 30
2: feet from where it was
0: produced. <laughs> exactly. That's a great <laughs> thing, and we have wonderful places in town to take advantage of stuff like that. So,
2: and not only that, you have the opportunity to talk to the guys and girls that are creating the beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very accessible community. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to talk shop with them? Not a problem.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'm
2: always, I'm a big advocate if you go to a beer event, don't
0: bury your face and untapped and Mm -hmm. and, and try to get a badge by checking in 50 beers. Go talk to the brewers and talk to the owners. They want to converse and Mm -hmm. they're happy to tell their story and Mm -hmm. give you the information you're looking for. So you don't need to get it from a phone in that
3: instance, you can get it straight from the source. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you just brought up, you know, events that people should be enjoying around Pittsburgh. We have a whole bunch anymore. (laughs) It's hard to keep track of which events. Pretty much every weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep track of which events we should be going to. Um, Are there any events that you want to put out as, like, must-attends or, like, what's coming up that everybody should kind of go to?
0: I think, I mean, it it really comes down to style preference on this first one i'm gonna talk about uh, you guys ever been to hell with the lid off at kelly's bar and lounge uh no Are you-
1: i I've, i'm familiar with it. it's the barley wine festival oh yes and I, it, I, it has been on my radar for a couple of years and unfortunately the dates just haven't worked out for me but it's yeah. it's on the short list of ones to get to because i love barley wines and i've heard that's
0: amazing it's such a good time it's the only festival of its kind in america Nobody has the collection of barley wines that these guys have, and they have barley wines going back to early 2000s. Wow. Mm-hmm. It may be even the price. Because I I, I usually, every year I, I hook up with Caleb down there to help promote the event, and then I go down and just and do some promotions in-house while people are there chilling and mm-hmm. going through the numerous flights that they have. Like, they'll do vertical flights for several different breweries, and then they've got some newer breweries that have fresher stuff, and they have a little room out back where it's, Usually a little colder, but it doesn't matter because you're drinking thirteen, fourteen <laughs> percent barley wines. Oh yeah, your blood Who gives a shit at that point. <laughs> but in regards to uniqueness, I mean, you're you're never going to find that collection of beer anywhere else. And I, I I highly recommend that event. To I, there's some people that hate that, so like I have a couple of friends that just absolutely hate the barley wine style, so it's not for them. Right. Personally, I wasn't into the style until the first time I went to it and i talked to people they're like okay help me with this style help me understand it and that got me into it a little bit more and once you get that knowledge you can appreciate it a little more hmm. and that's really how i've come to know that event is such a great time and i recommend it to everybody
1: so when it when is that event when march June 24th
0: march 24th so oh
1: march 24th so, <laughs> <laughs> so there's still time yeah there's still tickets, time, there tickets left? still
0: tickets that left. might work Are, out for you as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> two sessions available <laughs> one to four and five to eight I once tried to do both. That doesn't Uh, (laughs) work. I don't even know if I could get through one. Thirteen to fourteen percent beers, I feel like I'd be blacked out about two hours in. Well I'll tell you there's I guess we can full disclosure on fun stories drinking (laughs) barley wine. We went through the first session, then went to Mad Max and Pete Finney of wiggle who i'm good friends with starts buying shots of jameson oh i'm like why are we doing this well then we went back to the barley wine Festival. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said i got till five o'clock i was like i gotta go so <laughs> that's the gauntlet so my girlfriend came and picked me up and she found me leaning on the bike rack in front of mad max because <laughs> <laughs> i had wandered back there and it was it was bad <laughs> oh, but it was good. it was a good time it was bad but good yeah, so you know the adult warning would be Take it easy. You don't have to go nuts. And <laughs> and keep take the shots a- of Jameson on the back burner for the next day, maybe. is a hair of the dog. The hair of the dog. Whatever. Don't try, don't, don't try this at home. <laughs> and don't, take an um, Uber. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, don't do not operate machinery drive cars. <laughs> I, mean, like, uh, I, I could barely operate my cell phone after, <laughs> after that experience. But no, that, I mean, if you've ever been curious about that style of beer, that is the place to go. Um, Beers of the Berg is another one. I know their tickets are going on sale here in a few weeks. That yep. That's probably the best showcase of local beer in Pittsburgh, Barnett. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I would
3: agree. I would agree. Yeah. I think we, we've been to that a handful of times. Yeah. yeah. I, I think now that I've been the Brutal... Uh, Brutal is now my favorite. Brutal's awesome. Yeah.
0: But uh, Birds of the Bird would be my second. One yeah. That. <laughs> and I mean, you, you talk about unique events. Megan James and, and their oh, own yeah. crew have done.
3: They killed it with that one. That's yeah, amazing. The, the
0: collaboration beers alone are yeah. enough that I think if you're not into that genre of music, you can still go and enjoy the event and try some beers you're never going to have anywhere else right. and, and walk away with a good experience.
3: Which, like the uh, Barley Wine Fest and even Goodwood in East uh, at the East End Brewery, that speaks to the the uniqueness of some of the events that we're getting in pittsburgh that's so. another one too and yeah I, that's that's my favorite I, event
0: i, I love were you guys a good goodwood this year i was yeah i, I was there too i must have missed you guys we were, we were i was we, we were selling tickets <laughs> were you start. there i, I was okay. not i was gonna say i went with some other friends <laughs> yeah Oh, no, it was a, that's a great one too and i love barrel aged beer so that one i always look forward to that january is just an awesome time with nugget nectar release Mm-hmm. Hop Slam's coming in a couple weeks after. You got Goodwood <laughs> Festival. It's it's just a great time to be alive.
1: Can't beat it. You know, it's interesting. You brought up br- brutal, and this really isn't a Pittsburgh thing, but I want to mention it anyhow because I think it's awesome. Is that uh, NoFX is bringing their drunk in. There was Drublick <laughs> is uh, coming to, to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There's only six dates this year, and Pittsburgh is one of them. It's at the Highmark Stadium, where the Riverhounds play. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about that? It's not. It's it's like local California beers that you can't buy out here that they're bringing with them. So you, wow, you get, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so they bring the beer. It's like a concert and beer fest. So they bring the beer with them from California, and you get to have a lot of breweries that you wouldn't normally find out here just by going to that beer fest. So it's not local. It has nothing to do with Pittsburgh,
0: but it's going to be in Pittsburgh, and it'll be beers that you can't get. <laughs> well, there, I mean, it's in cool. Pittsburgh, yeah. so it's still
3: worth <laughs> <Yeah>, mentioning. <we'll laughs> right, right, yeah, right yeah, that's the
0: thing. Beer doesn't have to be born here to be awesome. Yeah, true, I mean, it's proven. True. I mean, we have a tremendous base of great breweries here now, but... There's a lot of stuff being distributed around Pittsburgh
2: that's phenomenal as well, so we don't want to forget those guys either. Right, because there's a lot of great restaurants and bars that specialize in in beers that they bring a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily local, mm-hmm. which we're great to go to as well. You're thinking yeah. about the sharp edge, ain't you?
4: I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: <laughs> but yes. <laughs> So if you've ever been out on the interwebs, one thing you, you may have found found uh, or stumbled upon, I guess I should say, is, is the website Breaking Brews, which is the site that uh, that Jason started up. So yes. so why don't you tell us a little bit about Breaking Brews, how you started it, and what people can find when they visit that website?
0: Well, that, that it's a good story. I, I always love telling it. I was at Beerhead; It used to be called Beer Market. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. There, there before a pirate game. That's usually my stop before any pirate game. Because I mean Yeah, right. You're right Right. next door and the beer lineup is awesome. So I usually try to get in there for at least one beer before any given you gotta get yourself lubed up a little before you go to a pirate game. Yeah, especially especially (laughs) this year. Enjoy a good product before you go watch a really (laughs) shitty product. So anyway, I was sitting there, I was waiting for my girlfriend to meet me and just minding my own business, and as it normally does before a pirate game, it started to get crowded and people started filtering in. And this guy came up to the bar and he's like all the Bud Light. They don't, they don't sell Bud Light there, and they politely told him, we don't sell Bud Light. If you'd like that, you have to go next door.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: What? Well, I want a Miller Lite. And he's, they're like, <laughs> well, we don't sell that either, sir, but if you want it, you can go next door. <laughs> he's like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? They're like, we serve good beer here. <laughs> they're like, he's like, Ugh. so finally after some back and forth, he goes, I'll have a Yingling. They go, we have that. So as they're getting it, he just looks at me, and he goes, how the hell does this place think it's going to survive without Miller Light and Bud Light?
4: <laughs> and I, looked down, I
0: was like, I'm like, have you looked around to yourself yet? He goes, what do you mean? I was like, this place is packed and they don't serve food. I think we are no doing <laughs> okay Yeah, that right It'll be all right. And he's like, well, whatever, man. And he got his yingling and he walked off and it got my gears grinding about, well, there are probably a lot of people out there that think like this guy mm-hmm. and it's not, You know it's nobody's fault they're just not there's not really a lot of accessible information I mean you really have to dig hard but one thing I'd always notice about things I found is like beer reviews seemed somewhat pretentious like there was a lot of like things that you can't necessarily as a novice gravitate towards Mm So I started thinking maybe you know I'd like to, I, I had run some blogs in the past I did a fantasy football blog a social media blog uh, another full sports blog I had had some experience getting sites like that off the ground I was like well maybe beer would be something I could stay passionate about because that's what those other blogs I would get bored mm-hmm. beer is like hey, Chris I've been drinking beer since I was sixteen there's no <laughs> way I'm gonna get bored with this <laughs> and plus everything was continuing to grow I was like this would be a nice time to come in with something different so I told my girlfriend when she got there, I was like, I'm thinking about this. What do you, how does this sound? She's like, she's actually, it sounds cool. You do it the right way. So I took about four or five months to cultivate an idea Mm -hmm. and determine the direction of the content. Cause I just, I didn't want to be a beer review site. That was the last thing I wanted to put out there. I wanted it to be more approachable, have some information that people could learn and then also discover more about what was happening in Pittsburgh. Okay. And the initial posts were very along that line of just like promoting and advocating for the craft beer scene and helping people understand that this is a product that's not mass produced. It, it, it's very, you know, a lot of TLC goes into this. These brewers are working hard. They're using natural ingredients. This is a way different product than you're used to. And they're doing it by very, you know, you know, very low scale means at this point. And they're hoping to grow, but ultimately this is a culture that's starting to move forward. And it picked up very quickly. And what's ironic, the post that put it on the map about a month in, I hate lists. Like I'm not like you know nine this, ten this. That's just not my thing. But I did a list of craft beer destinations in Pittsburgh, and that took it up. Everybody like that went viral in a couple days, and that put the site on the map. And And just kept going from there. Yeah, so I did a few more lists over the years. (laughs) Podcast listeners can't see me roll my eyes. I, I I try to avoid that now, but. it's it really took on a life of its own because now I, I do some different features like I at first I was big on hooking up with a different venue each month and doing a feature about their business and now I'm not so structured with that I try to do a little bit different in regards to how I'm connecting with businesses and It's just ultimately just trying to find something that people are going to dig. And and I'm always about doing things differently. Like, I don't like to just do the same run-of-the-mill type of content that you see everywhere on the Internet every day. Mm -hmm. I want the features to actually have some heart to it and some emotion and capture the passion that the people I'm talking to have.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I mean, in addition, I like to keep people informed about what's going on. So, it evolved into what I've now just put back under one flag if you guys may you guys may have heard of the pittsburgh crap beer network which was mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that had a. Evol- that's what it's that stemmed from breaking brews and then it just got it got to a point where i had too much shit out there i had to bring it back <laughs> in so i just pulled it back under the breaking brews flag but that was a that, that did its part too like i had a mobile app that put events out there for people to find it was a basically a one-stop resource for you to find events and information and and things that you would want to do in Pittsburgh regarding beer and now it's you know also covering spirits and wine and things mm. like that. And now I just looped it under the Breaking Brews blog and you can get everything from there that you got on the app and the site's mobile friendly and that is a very long-winded version of <laughs> Breaking Brews but now you guys are all caught up.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, for, for the listeners out there, especially the local ones here in Pittsburgh, I mean, www.breakingbrews.com I mean check it out for yourself and you know that's a great way to find you know local events and information about some of our uh, you know local breweries and the great craft beer scene we have here in Pittsburgh and it's all thanks to to Jason and uh and and a special thanks I guess to that gentleman who was looking for the buzz I, right I out knew it. I, I, I,
0: I did send out at the beginning I was like I owe you a thank you wherever you are but honestly I mean just I do appreciate you saying that, but it's not because of me. It's because of all the great breweries and distributors, wholesalers. Like that's where I, like, I know I wouldn't be here if it weren't for what these guys do. And Mm -hmm. I I make sure I tell them that like, I'm not, you know, I exist because of you. You don't exist because of me. Like, that's just, I don't know. That's just my, my take on it's always been like, I I'll stay over here on the outer fringe and and talk very positively about you guys, but you're the ones in the trenches making great beer for us to Mm -hmm. drink and getting great products for us to consume. So.
1: Great point.
0: Before we cut off, I should say, when we kicked off here, I said I hadn't been on a good beer podcast in a while, and I feel like I'd be doing my buddy Jaron Barton a horrible disservice because I was on his show last month, <laughs> and I love his show. And I, 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 was thinking, I was like, shit, I really buried him. <laughs> so a plug,
2: still listening a, this a plug
0: for the craft beer industry podcast, and everybody uh, listened to that show as well.
2: <laughs> so speaking of fantastic craft beers here in Pittsburgh, the grist house double-edged sword that we've been sipping on here. You're calling it fantastic, are you? I have
3: to. Uh, Jason S- seems to be signaling yeah. he needs some more. Yes. Do it. Yeah, I, Do I'm going to Make it happen. Let me
0: yeah. have another few sips just Do it. to make sure it's good.
3: <laughs> yeah, these are
0: the
1: final thoughts, yeah. Jason. We want to make sure that you've, you've experienced it's the really fresh in your mind body of this beer. <laughs>
0: wait wait for it. Yep, still good. <laughs> still good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it. I still got a couple sips left, and I'm going to savor them in my glass here. But I'm just... You know, we we gushed all over Grist House when we were uh, you know there with Kyle and Sean and talking about their beer. But I just I'm so impressed every day with what they're doing. Yeah. And and now that they've got their own canning line, they're going to be canning a lot more and in larger quantities. So you know we're going to start to be the Grist House canned beer is going to be more readily available. So yeah, hopefully we even start uh, seeing that outside of the brewery itself.
0: There's a lot of room for a brewery to make a huge splash in that respect. If they, I mean a, a more Aggressive canning line to where you're you're getting into the giant eagles of the world or mm. into the very big you know there's a big market for
3: that
4: mm-hmm. I if
3: they're on track to do that God bless them
0: Absolutely
4: yeah I think the farthest
3: <laughs> out there I think the farthest so far I've seen is uh, they had fire in the hill at uh, 99 bottles I think I saw, yeah, yeah I saw that's that I've seen I've, as I've well. seen that reach out so <laughs> they, <it's, laughs> they're reaching out but I definitely would love to see a lot more of their beers including this one because. I am a big fan of this as a double IPA. Mm-hmm. It's not harsh in any way. It's a very nice tropical drinker. I would definitely be enjoying this summertime. I'm enjoying this anytime.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's so good. I mean, Grist House is one of my absolute favorites in Pittsburgh. The guys, they're great. All the beer is fantastic. This one is no
2: exception, and I'm just so happy drinking this right now. <laughs> Can we go four for four? <laughs> I, I drank it a little bit more after it warmed up a little bit, and the, the fruit notes kind of came out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The harshness kind of went away a little bit. I'm good with this beer. Okay. I'm good <laughs> with this beer. Uh, would, would I gush all over it the way Sam is right now? No. But, I mean, that's pretty much to be expected. This is right in Sam's wheelhouse, and it's not in my wheelhouse. But right. for the beer and for the style, no, it's pretty good.
1: Cool. That's that's excellent, Adam. I'm glad to hear you
0: say that. (laughs) Is
3: is it is he potentially conforming?
0: Is this some? Is this the slow transition?
3: It's it's a running thread through the show where we bring IPAs on, and sometimes he likes some, and sometimes he doesn't. I think he's up to like a list of five where he actually likes likes them, which is
2: progress because I started with three.
3: (laughs) Okay, so. Progress is being made. That's okay. I mean, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. Right. It's, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it's a fun game to try to transform him <laughs> yeah. into an IPA drinker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right now, he's warming my soul.
3: The the, the <laughs> other game is the make me appreciate sours and Berliner Weisses. <laughs> See, that, not, that's where I, like I I don't hate those styles.
0: They're yeah. just not in my wheelhouse. I don't. I just don't seek them out typically yeah. ever.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't like them.
1: All right, so that's that's uh, Pittsburgh Beer Numero Uno from Grist House. Uh, we'll be right back with another beer and uh, more
2: from Jason Serko. And so stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devour that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devour gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand. Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, Hop Nation. We are here with Jason Sircone, and we are ready to drink some more Pittsburgh beer. So I'm gonna turn it over to Adam, and he's going to introduce our next local
2: flavor that we are gonna be drinking. So for segment two, we are going on an adventure. We're going hitchhiking. So we are getting a, a beer, the Cocaccino, from Hitchhiker Brewing Company. Uh, they actually have two locations in Pittsburgh now. They have one in Sharpsburg, and they have the original in Mount Lebanon. Uh, so this is a porter with coconut, coffee, milk sugar, uh, cocoa nibs, and vanilla beans. I am actually looking forward to this one above and beyond all the other ones for one very important reason. It's not an IPA. It's not an IPA. It's still... It, it's still porter weather let's be honest i don't care if it was
3: 60 degrees earlier in the week it's still porter weather well i mean depending on when you're listening to this i'm pretty sure snow's on the way well then it's still
2: yeah it's still porter weather so
3: snow's still on the way
1: snow is always on the way that's the joke
2: Quick on the Welcome update. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. I'm Sam. <laughs> Haven't been on the show for a
4: while.
2: <laughs> I'm ready to drink some beer. <laughs> Good. So now that you're paying attention again, it does have coffee in it. So you'll park right back up as well. Excellent. So, excellent. Uh, ABV
3: 6.8. IBUs? No idea. Hmm. I'm thinking uh, a lot of Pittsburgh breweries seem to be hiding their IBUs. Yeah. Does it matter? No, it? No, <laughs> no. Not with a porter, no. It's a coconut porter. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Now, I have to say, while Adam is pouring, pouring us these fine beverages, uh, I, I, for one, have been really impressed with Hitchhiker as of late. Ever since they open their location in sharpsburg they have really really been hitting their stride and they have come out with some really unique creations as of late and, and now they're canning and and have a couple new releases usually every week and i just have to say i have to give them a shout out i mean i've, I've been very impressed with them as of late
3: uh i'm definitely gonna agree with you on that one uh, i think for me it started at brewing up a cure where they started introducing uh, the Myrcene, the double IPA. I was a big fan of that one. And then they had another one there I can't quite remember. It was a bit of a weird sour, I believe, which is why it's not on my radar completely. <laughs> but uh, I know this. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> I, it. It was like a more berry sour, I believe. But it, it was a pretty decent. And it was definitely out of the wheelhouse from what I was used to the hitchhiker. The only thing I'm upset I've missed was the marshmallow. That Count Chocula stout? Uh, Oh, that Uh, one was was amazing. I didn't get it. That was so good.
1: I really hope they bring that back someday. That beer was excellent. Made with Count Chocula cereal, marshmallow stout. Oh, my God. It was it was glorious. You know, that was actually the tipping point for me when I really got back into Hitchhiker because at first when they opened, I wasn't a huge fan of the beers, but I had that, and my God. We should probably talk about the beer. The yeah, we should yeah. probably yeah. talk about the, <laughs> <ones that laughs> the, the Coca-Cino. <laughs>
3: we can stop blowing them on everything else and actually talk about <laughs> the one we have.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm going to let you stick your nose in that one first. That's so, dark.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely dark. It's got a little red tinge if you uh, bend it just right against yeah. the light. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught that too. On the nose, I get coffee.
2: A lot yeah. of coffee on the nose. I'm getting coffee and chocolate. The uh, chocolate-covered coffee beans. That's what I'm getting on this one.
4: Okay, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm getting vanilla, a little bit of chocolate. Vanilla
2: beans. Definitely I'm getting a little of the cacao nibs. If the if the taste is anything like the smell, this beer's going to be fantastic.
1: I mean, that really smells like just a cup
0: of iced coffee. That
1: mm-hmm. is that is a glorious, glorious smell. Love the nose.
0: That's where I'm going with the taste, too. Like, overall oh, flavor. fantastic. Yeah, and it yeah. is. And that's the thing, like, I... I'm not Ooh. I'm not a coffee fan Like on mm-hmm. its own, I never drink it, but in beer, yeah. I can appreciate mm-hmm. it tenfold. I don't know what that dynamic is,
3: but I love a good coffee beer. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not something I haven't heard before though. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I was
2: just about to say, you're not the first person I've heard actually within the last week saying the same exact <laughs> really? thing, they're not coffee people, but for some reason in beer it just works. Yeah, uh,
3: and this one works as well. This it, is fantastic. Is it's uh, again we've we've been talking about how the differences between stouts and porters and mm. this one is a little thinner yep uh mm-hmm. d- as compared to like what stouts are which kind of surprised mm-hmm. me because it does say it has milk sugar I was expecting it to be a little more oh. creamy Thick, yeah 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 but this is super good yeah. it's just like a, a cold brew coffee mm-hmm. like you and like Sam and Jason just said Yep. I'm gonna let that one warm mm-hmm. like I didn't
0: do that with the IPA because I don't do that with I just want to <laughs> drink <laughs> <laughs> the I'm gonna let that one mellow out and see what happens
1: yeah I, th- I think we're gonna get some more flavor out of it as it
2: as it continues to warm up but the problem is it's going to be really difficult <laughs> to let it sit there yeah,
3: it's good yeah, now it, but yeah. it can be better let it get better, it, it be better. <laughs> <laughs> let it
2: do its thing
1: right, yeah great uh, great mishmash of flavors here with the coconut and the, and the coffee and the vanilla bean and it's just it's so balanced running over your palate and your tongue and it finishes really smooth that was poetic <laughs> oh, thank that was you. nice. I, I appreciate it. Now now I've had some coffee in me. I got some coffee in me, and I'm, I'm awake. Perked He's, right He's oh, got right. the words hey. back. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so as poetic as that was, Adam, I think I'm going to just stop talking now and turn it over to uh, Jason again because there's a question that everybody is asking right now in Pittsburgh, and I know the three of us can't answer it, but... Hopefully, Jason will be able to, uh, you know, shed some light on this situation. We've got the guy. We have the guy, and the question is, what the hell is this Pittsburgh Libations Week that everyone has been talking about?
0: I, I think it's great that everybody's talking about it. This is fantastic. I've I've, I've heard it. I've
1: heard people talking about it, and, and I'm excited about it because I don't yeah. I don't know much about it myself.
0: What it is, it's a new concept that. Here's how I looked at it. We have an incredible beer scene here in Pittsburgh, but we also have an incredible whiskey scene. And there's a lot of history with whiskey here in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of wineries here. We've got a a distillery in Maggie's Farm that's winning international awards. We've got a Mead House that's won national awards in Kingview Mead. And There's a lot happening here on a grand scale for adult beverages. And I felt that the time was now to bring something to life that could help us promote and celebrate that entire scene. So beer, whiskey, cider, mead, kombucha, moonshine, vodka, you name it, we're trying (laughs) to find a good platform and building a good platform to celebrate all of this. And from that idea, Pittsburgh Libations Week was born. And we are building a year-round entity. It's managed by a platform that I set up called Drink Forward. Uh, that's going to be more of a event management platform, a, a event promotion platform. It's going to, you know, hopefully down the road as this whole idea develops, I would like to have it be part of other weeks or festivals or events just from the planning side of it. Because mm-hmm. what we've built so far and the people that we've worked with for our events, we've, we've, they've told us, like, you guys are very organized. Like, you have your shit together. And that's a peeve of mine. I feel that reflects on a consumer. If you paid money to come to an event that we're putting on and you have a bad time, I, that makes me feel terrible. Right. And I can't, you know, you're, are you gonna please everybody 100% all the time? No, but we can do our best to put our best foot forward and put the best events out there for people. So we're looking at being around year-round and the way we look at it, myself and the, the nine others that are that are comprising our uh, founding board of directors, these businesses operate year-round too. They're brewing beer and selling beer and selling whiskey and bars and restaurants are welcoming customers daily. We felt we need to be here for them year round. We can't just come out for nine or 10 days and say, Mm -hmm. here's what we're doing and then vanish. We want to have a strong presence. So we're building it on education. As we mentioned in the first segment, that's a big thing that I started with breaking brews. And this is the same thing. We're looking to hold a lot of very informative events during libations week, and then throughout the rest of the year, since we're planning on being here year round and working with these businesses year round, we can help expose what they're doing year round. So if they're doing tap takeovers or beer dinners or wine dinners or whatever they're holding, we can help be a part of that and promote it. So right now we're, I mean, approaching a year almost of planning. And it's funny, when I I rolled the idea out, it was 18 months before when the actual week was gonna happen (laughs) and people were like, get back to us when it gets a little closer. (laughs) But I looked at it, I was like, you know, if nothing else, I can say that we were being diligent with our time Mm -hmm. because now I look at it and we're eight months away and it's like, holy crap, where'd that nine months go? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that gets lost in planning events and, extravaganzas like this is the time that goes into it and it can fly by Mm -hmm. but it's been very rewarding we've got a great charity partner uh uh, or a non-profit called lending hearts and they raise awareness and funds for pediatric cancer and partial proceeds from all sponsorships and revenue generated from our events goes directly to them
4: oh wow so we're giving
0: back to the community at the same time as we're raising awareness and helping people understand more about these adult beverages that are circulating throughout pittsburgh so i I love what we're doing so far and i think people are going to be blown away by what we do come october
1: sounds good yeah so so
0: when are the dates when can we expect the first pittsburgh libations week to happen the first libations week kicks off october 12th and that it's a friday night and we're going to have a big kickoff extravaganza i we, we will be announcing very soon probably I'll say mid-march where that is going to be taking place but the idea with that is we're going to get libations of all shapes and sizes under one roof so it won't just be beer it's going to be wine it's going to be whiskey it's going to be mead it's going to be cider and we're going to have a band and we're going to have food trucks and we're going to really <laughs> blow it up and do it you know have a grand event but um we want to find that was the best way we could figure to encapsulate the whole scene and get uh-huh. it all under one roof and you know what if you we got one person loves beer, and the other person loves wine, and the other one loves whiskey. But you hate the other, part. you know, you hate <laughs> beer. Whatever, you don't have an excuse to not come. Now. Come <laughs> no, hang out with us. So. Absolutely not. And then the the first weekend is going to be designed, structured neighborhood block parties throughout all of Pittsburgh because. Oh, cool. The one thing i hear and i'm sure everybody hears it oh well you're in the south hills and i'm in the north i'd have to cross a bridge (laughs) and it's like yes you would if i had a dime for every time i heard that i'd have an assload of dimes (laughs) (laughs) so we are going to cut that excuse out of the equation too we want people to if they want to travel say we're having a big block party in lawrenceville and they like the events that the places down there are having you can go down to lawrenceville or if you live in Monroeville, well you don't have to travel you can go to something that's happening <laughs> in mcgrove it's gonna it's by far at least the way i look at it the most aggressive approach to planning events in this capacity because we're gonna have to coordinate that out of this i can see
1: but why it would take 18 months yeah. to plan yeah like yeah this but that's, that's
0: I, a lot of work to well and, and that's how i will just come together and that's you know I, I got feedback from other businesses and what they were telling me is when you try to pile 300 events into one week you're cannibalizing everybody's efforts mm-hmm. because, as a consumer, you've got to try to choose one out of fifty. Right. What mm-hmm. am I going to do right, today? Right. Well, I can only do one or maybe two. Like you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And even with this, you can't do everything, but you can choose where you go. And you can't use the excuse of "well, it's on the other side of town." Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to try to bring it to your neighborhood now. Like, obviously, we can't cover every single neighborhood in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but we're going to try to. You know, we're going to literally pull out a map and look at neighborhoods where it would be good to have parties like Lawrenceville. We can organize events at the breweries and distilleries and I mean there's just so much going on in that area. Yeah, yeah. so <coughs>
1: Dormont, sorry.
0: I mean it, I mean I mean you can guarantee I can guarantee you four. One in the east, one in the south, one in the west, one yeah. in the north. That'll happen. So, <laughs> all right. we'll expand from there. But we're really excited to roll something like that out. I think it's gonna be pretty crazy. Yeah, i has been and a lot of fun.
3: That sounds really great. I One of the things that you see in kind of the beer events nowadays is that, you know, Apis will show up or, you know, uh, Arsenal will show up, but they're not necessarily advertised and they're not necessarily the main attraction. So, like, now that there's an event that just says, hey, everybody's descending right. on this one. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's a no excuses event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they deserve just as much notoriety as the beer. So oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and yeah, they're all, I mean, and, and with PA law changes over the past couple of years, you're now seeing these businesses work together anyway. Mm-hmm. Now you go to a brewery, and they've usually got Apis Mead or Kingview Mead mm-hmm. or Arsenal Cider on because they want to give alternatives to the non beer drinkers. Yep. Yep. And they've got whiskey. And then you go to a Wiggle Whiskey tasting room, and they've got beer on tap from local breweries. Mm-hmm. And,. That's one of the beautiful things about those law changes is now all of these great places can offer options. So, again, another reason to celebrate the yeah, whole thing. Right, right.
1: <laughs> so, what, what about some of our local
3: wineries? Are they invited to the party too, or are we leaving oh, them yeah. out? No, I said wineries. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, if we had to go around the table of what we would drink not beer wise, <laughs> he would be a wine. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, I'm at Wiggle Whiskey. I Oh, I love some of their stuff they're putting out, especially some of like their non-whiskey things. I had their absinthe. Oh, their absinthe, oh, their absinthe is, is incredible! Awesome. Oh yeah. my god, 100, 100, <laughs> 100, 100, 124 proof is a wine number two guy. I'm bourbon second. You, i go. i go, go. drink go. way more wine than I drink, uh, yeah. and then I drink oh. way more bourbon than you. Drink.
4: <laughs> oh, man,
0: controversy. I know. Bad. Right. I right? I know. This is good.
3: I mean, Adam, can, one, pick,
0: one Adam glass, can pick whatever. One glass you want. a year is more think. wine than
3: you drink. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs>
0: not hard. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's good for the antioxidants. <laughs> Even if you know,
2: good good wine
1: good. Pittsburgh winery has some amazing wines. Oh yeah. Very absolutely. Good. You
2: know, I'm gonna pick up the cider flag. Okay. I'm gonna tote that flag.
3: Okay. Taking threadbare. You could take the meat flag if you want to. You know what? I'll take them all. Okay. <laughs> what, what do I get? You, I mean, you're the, the guy. Th- you get them all. <laughs> <was> say, <laughs> you, you started libations week, so, so you must like
0: it all. No, I do. I'm I, the bourbon is. I mean, probably my next choice after beer is usually whiskey and bourbon. But um, yeah, I mean, that's. I, I really don't. Discriminate like I love all adult beverages, Mm -hmm. and ultimately, like my biggest thing about all this is more than the liquid; it's the experiences that they create. Because you think of on a grand scale, and I'm going to get you know super philosophical, (laughs) mushy here, Hallmark card like, but a lot of experiences and a lot of memories and relationships are formed over adult beverages. Think of how many deals you may have made Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. a beer or two. me and my girlfriend, we owe our relationship to Great Lakes Chill Wave and Great Lakes Lake Erie Monster. <laughs> and we, we're happy to tell that story. It's, those are fun <laughs> stories to let everybody know about. So yeah, I've always looked at how experiences can come from the liquid. And I think that's going to be one of the foundations here, too, is we're looking to build events that people can remember and say, mm. wow, that was a great time. We want to do that again. Our bowling tournament that we did with the the Big Lebowski theme. Yeah, you know, I, saw February, yeah I saw that on Facebook. It was
3: freaking awesome.
0: Like. People were loving it. Like, they're like, when are you going to do this again? And I was like, well, we're going to do it next year. We're going to do a kingpin theme. Like, again, like, I want to shake it up. So if you, because some people were like, oh, you could do this quarterly. I'm like, yeah, but then it would suck. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, it's not unique if you bastardize the idea. Right, exactly. So. Excellent. So if someone wanted to get involved, because
1: you're still, what did we say, like, six Seven, eight, 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 eight months, eight months, months. out now yeah because no, mm-hmm. yeah, it's october so i guess that would the math, math check the math does check It's yeah. <laughs> write <laughs> so eight months out if somebody were to want to get involved and whether that be from a sponsorship perspective or just hey i, I want to help you out with this how, how would they do that and is that a possibility
0: absolutely we are currently in a big push for sponsorships and the sponsorship packages that we are building are year-round it's not just for the nine-day period because we're looking to do partnerships that last throughout the year and work with businesses to promote what they do year-round. So if anybody is interested in talking to us more about that, you can jump on our website and all the information's there. You can shoot us an email at pghlibationsweek.com. I'm not gonna get my phone number out on the air, but it is on the website, (laughs) which is pretty much the same thing anyway. If you go to the website, you're gonna find it. Um, If you're an enthusiast out there that wants to be involved from a volunteer's perspective, I know for our kickoff event, we're gonna be putting together a pretty substantially sized team because the venue that we are looking at and we're pretty close to saying yes this is where it's going to be it's going to require a good amount of people at, at different entrances to check people in with tickets and to make sure people aren't sneaking booze in and stuff <laughs> like that <So laughs> it's like I mean why would you do that anyway you get so much right. you've already paid yeah, for right, why exactly. would you do it but I mean, you never know but nevertheless yeah I mean we're happy to talk to anybody and I'll extend the invite to you guys now. I would do it more officially at some point in time, but we're going to have a big media bash a month before the event, or before the first event. So okay. We're going to have everybody out from a podcast, uh, news, blogs, you name it. We want to have the people in the house doing some shows on the spot. It doesn't have to be your normal lengthy format unless you want to, but ultimately we want to just be able to have as many... Voices out there to, mm, to learn de- about doing and promote it. So, yeah, that's going to be in early September. So, we'll have information about that probably in the next couple months. Because, again, inf- Instagram influencers, anybody that can help spread the word we yeah. want them in the house
2: have laptop will travel
1: yes sir <laughs> <laughs> that's right I just think we could just sit there and we can drink all different kinds of libations on the oh, show we'll, no, we'll the run the gauntlet: beer yeah, wine yeah. whiskey abstinence cider
3: mead. <laughs> oh, we'll try them all for you jason it's no problem i appreciate that well, we'll, guys i know we're, I, we're doing god's work here right, so. <laughs> yeah exactly I feel my arm's been twisted yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> do we have to set up some sort of bracket
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, we got a while to figure that out, but we can't. Yeah, I, I we don't got, think yeah, that's a so bad thing. A couple months. <laughs> Diverting a little bit from Pittsburgh Libations Week, uh, you have another podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're running it with uh, your co board member? Yeah, uh, Angelica. Say, yeah, Angelica. Yeah, it's
0: my girlfriend. So, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> nothing to hide here.
3: <laughs> so, co board member on Pittsburgh Libations yeah. Week, girlfriend. Uh, The girl. The girl. The girl. The the girl. (laughs) She'll love that. (laughs) Um, But you run a new marketing podcast together uh, called Decent Exposure. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kind of brought you about to doing that? Really, the, the whole idea behind that was she
0: does marketing for a living. She works with several clients independently, much like I do. So we were constantly bouncing ideas off of one another, just, you know, how would you handle this or what would you say here and so on and so forth. And she's doing another podcast of her own called Fridays in Pittsburgh, where she goes around and meets with different Pittsburgh personalities and buys them a plate of fries at a certain <laughs> venue. And they sit and talk about what they do and they eat French fries. It's a pretty cool concept. Right? But, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So she does that, and then I was doing the Breaking Brews podcast, which will be soon transforming into the Breaking Brews Experience, which is going to be a video series versus a, a recorded podcast, such as what everybody's listening to right now. um Since we were sharing all these ideas, we were just like, why don't we record this? Because it would make good content for for both of our respective websites, and the idea was let's just give some information away for free and really showcase what we know and what we do for a customer, and it's given us an opportunity to Talk about marketing a little bit deeper because we you know we've researched our topics to make sure that we know what we're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but novel concept, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, I mean our shows are usually half an hour or less. We've just we we actually just released our first show with a guest, and we're gonna start doing that too. So we're gonna start alternating like a show where it's more just back and forth between Angelica and I, and then we'll have a guest on the show. And mm-hmm. so we we've reached out to some personalities in Pittsburgh and it, like. It's not just about marketing, like you don't have to be in marketing, but in your business you may do something to promote it and, and expose it. So we would like to have you on the show just to talk about what you do in that capacity. So that's that was the really where it all came from we just felt that you know since we are talking about it anyway we might as well turn some mics on and
3: put something valuable out there and
4: huh i wonder
3: that sounds something like our origin story <laughs> i think a lot of podcasts were born in <laughs> that same way like yeah. why are we recording this shit? yeah yeah exactly we spent all this time arguing and and agreeing and <laughs> yep. discussing <And> ranking <laughs> why not just do it for a hobby <laughs> that's very cool yeah. so yeah, I, I mean, I've listened to the show. I actually have found some interesting marketing. That, uh, as a freelancer, I'm always looking for ways to kind of help myself yeah. out. So I've you know, i listened to your show, and I've, I think it's really helpful for anybody who's trying to get themselves out there. In Thank way. you. It's good tips. Yeah, like our audience <laughs>
0: that we're reaching out to is more on the small business side, like independent business owners. I think mm-hmm. there's, a, you know, we do that. Like, we're, we're always willing to help out. Like, if somebody hears the show and, and needs more in-depth help, that's what we're here for. Reach out to us, and we're there to whether it's consultation or fully taking on these projects that you need assistance with, but we just felt like there's people like you and I out there, ta- like listening for things that can help. Mm-hmm. It's more on that DIY level, like just trying to learn without having to go pay for a class. Yeah, podcasts are a tremendous resource for that. I think that's pretty much what I listen to in the car all day. If I'm driving around, I've got some podcast on.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, that was really where the theme was. Like let's put something out there that people can can hopefully draw some info from and apply to their own business and yeah. Have a good time with it. Cool, cool.
1: Well, that's great, and uh, you know, I'm. I haven't. I haven't listened to that one yet. This is actually the first I'm hearing about it. So, yeah. uh, but I'm anxious to check it out. It sounds like it's incredibly informative. I definitely
3: yeah. would re- recommend it to you. You, I think you would enjoy it as well. I
0: think. Excellent. Yeah,
3: yeah. And it's not
0: like. I mean, we're pretty laid back too. Like we're two fun people that don't. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So it's not some rigid, boring. You know, we're dropping f-bombs here and there (laughs) we're keeping it light but we're still informing you at the same time it's a fun learning environment i learned better that way so i figured we might as well teach that way too
1: nothing wrong with that yeah so shall we get back to this beer yes yes um now we've now we've had a chance for it to warm up a little bit Anybody have any final thoughts on the Cocachino by Hitchhiker Brewing Company? My glasses keep disappearing. (laughs) I think you've had two so far. Yes. (laughs) I get more vanilla after it
0: warmed up a little.
1: You know, I was gonna say the same thing. That's exactly what I noticed. The coffee, the coffee uh, flavor starts to di- dissipate a little, mm-hmm. and I'm tasting more of the vanilla bean and, and more of the milk sugar. To tell mm-hmm. you the truth, I, I mean, it's not. It wasn't as creamy at first when it was mm-hmm. cold, but I think once it warms up, it's you're starting to, to it feel trans- that. It transforms a little
3: it, bit. It's transforming, yep. right? Yeah, I didn't get as much uh, vanilla, but I definitely got that creaminess that you're talking about mm-hmm. as well. I did get that.
2: This is the best beer I've had tonight.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow! It's the second beer you've had
2: tonight. <laughs> you had. I didn't even see
4: it coming, and the other one
2: was
3: an
4: IPA.
2: <laughs> no, this beer is absolutely fantastic, and, and I, I love the fact that it kind of transforms a little bit uh, as the temperature changes, and it goes from good to also good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is high up on my list yeah.
3: right now. Home run. Yeah. Home run. Definitely. Excellent. Check plus. Definitely gonna be checking out more from Hitchhiker. I'll mm-hmm. Tell you that much. Yeah, they've got they've
1: got a lot, and every uh, every week it's something new. I yeah, just... they've been doing
0: can releases. I think every week. Every week, week? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I get their newsletter. Yeah. So this week they're releasing their Woke, uh, which is their coffee coffee stout with uh, with maple syrup and coffee and vanilla, and it, uh it looks fantastic. I haven't tried it, but I think the can release is coming out this weekend. So. Uh, definitely definitely look forward to trying that, especially with some of the stouts they've been putting out recently. They've all been home runs. So yeah, it I'm, seems uh, like
3: they've been really crushing it with stouts, is good news for me. <laughs> they're hitting their stride
1: with the stouts. It's great. All righty, let's wrap up segment two here. So uh, I guess the homework for the listeners, check out uh, Pittsburgh Libations Week, uh, mm-hmm. dot com. check out the website, learn a little bit more about that. And also if you're interested, check out the Decent Exposure uh, podcast from Jason and Angelica. So while you go and and check that out, we're going to take a break, refill our glasses, get some more beer, and we'll be back with one more segment uh, with our buddy Jason. So stay tuned, everybody. We are back off nation segment three is now underway we are here with jason Sircone, and we are ready to drink some more beer and i am not going to waste any time getting into this beer because i'm going to introduce it because it is from a pittsburgh darling my favorite brewery in pittsburgh and a brewery that's really really uh, uh making some headway up into the northeast with their just dynamic, delicious juice bomb IPAs, and that is of course, Dancing no and we have here today on the show one of the most sought-after beers from dancing gnome the beyond infinity this beer comes in at about 8.2 percent abv and it is just loaded with galaxy simcoe citra denali and mosaic hops and like i said it is just a giant juice bomb in your mouth this this beer is is the creme de la creme not only of the show but also of, of pittsburgh beer who is it's- this
4: dancing Gnome?
1: <laughs> now dancing gnome for those <laughs> those that don't know I know, you know, I know you're just joking with me, but for those that may not know Dancing Gnome, they are uh, the newer brewery out of Sharpsburg, Pennsylvania, uh, east of the city of Pittsburgh, and they've been there for about a year, but they've they've really been picking up steam in the IPA categories. That is their primary focus. So we wanted to make sure if we're doing a local Pittsburgh episode that we can definitely uh, have representation here from Dancing Gnome. So once again, we are drinking the Beyond Infinity, and there's going to be some great flavors in here, and I actually looked up kind of what flavor flavors they were projecting to come out of this beer. And along with your you know, citrusy flavors, your tangerine, peach, mango, pineapple. They also threw on the list a winter wreath. So hey. <laughs> that's a very interesting descriptor and I'm not exactly sure what that uh, is going to taste like. But you know, I've had this beer before and I'm anxious to have it again. And now I really want to see if I can pick out the winter wreath flavor because that's just such an interesting way we, to describe a beer.
3: Are we talking holly and pine cones? I, I don't know
1: maybe it's maybe it's the sim- flavors of the simcoe hop i don't know, I don't know. pop it open yeah, let's, that's whatever. What I let's uh let's pop this bad boy open and pour we'll get we'll give adam a nice big uh big pour of that. <laughs> he's not getting any more that's all that's all he gets unless he really does enjoy it then
2: he could have some more then what you gonna do
3: well then he'll give you more, <laughs> he some more. So. he'll make you a convert and that will make him happy <laughs> Oh, wow. This is, once again. aroma is beautiful. Hazy as hell. <laughs> hazy as hell looks a little bit lighter than the grist uh, house.
4: A little bit. A little so. bit. Not
3: too much, but a little yeah. bit. There's a lot of nose on that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Those flavors are seeping out of this taster.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a tropical party with a little, lo- just a little hint of like pine. Mm-hmm. Getting a little hint. Almost like a wreath almost
0: (laughs) oh way to bring it back
1: (laughs) this is a beer that it smells so good that you really want to sniff it multiple times before diving right in just because you you want to savor that aroma yeah I'm drinking it (laughs) (laughs) alright we can drink it Okay, I'm on board Sam what do you think (laughs) I'm speechless for once yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not uh, a common theme here on the show, but I mean, yeah, I mean this this beer is just just awesome. I mean, I love Dancing Gnome. Obviously, as a hop head, you know they're they're right in my wheelhouse. But the things that they're doing with with their IPAs nowadays is just incredible. I mean, every beer that they have is just it's it's the same yet it's different. They use such a Such a dynamic hop profile in their different beers, and I mean, with what they're doing with their can releases, and um, you know, the different, the different, you know, marketing that they're doing through with their Juicy Brews Festival, and you know, the way they're kind of integrating themselves up into the Northeast with that New England style IPA. It's just, it's just very, very exciting to me, and I know that you know, they've they've just really. are are roaring loudly here in the pittsburgh craft
0: beer community yeah and currently number one on the usa today best new breweries poll
1: are they really they got up to number one in like a day
0: Oh yeah, they.
1: I voted for them twice, and both times, <laughs> both times that they that I did, they were at two. Yeah, I don't so know. Why I don't know when this
0: is airing, but I do know that when I saw today, they were still at number one. Oh, that is That's great news! As dude. of February twenty eighth, so yeah, I don't know how long that goes. I think it's mid March. I don't
3: know, but mid March show mm-hmm. people will still have time to vote. Yeah, by the time this airs, often. yeah, 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 people will still have time to vote. So get out and vote. Rock to vote.
1: And if you're still listening <laughs> to this show. Vote while you're listening. Get on, get on the USA Today Best New Craft Breweries poll and vote for Dancing Dome. Get them to number one. And if you haven't keep tried their a beer, number
0: one. yeah,
1: well that's keep true. Him. Keep, him keep, keep one. them a number one. And uh, if you haven't gotten down there yet, head to Sharpsburg, PA. Check them out on Saturday mornings. Saturday do a mornings. can release. Yeah, Huge line. I, I showed up at 10:30 uh, uh, for this can release. The beer got released about noon, and there were, the line was already 30 or 40 deep. Yeah, a couple hundred by the by noon.
0: I mean, this this was before I was one of the initial when he first started doing canning, and I I, I mean I knew how good dancing them was, but I didn't realize that if I showed up at four thirty, I wasn't going to get any cans. <laughs> because <laughs> so I, I, I I've gotten to know Andrew over the over the time since we had, we did a podcast with him before he opened when they were in that initial building phase and. I just wanted to hook Lustra to my veins. Oh, <laughs> Lustra. And, and he, he was man, back at the, the brewery, and I came back. I was like, You're out of cans? He just starts laughing. He's like, Yeah. What the hell's wrong with <laughs> you? I was like, All right, I'll just go drink it off the tap. I'll be fine. But
1: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's a cool dude, Andrew. Mm. I like him. He's, the, what, he's, what he's done for that brewery, just from a, a, a pure brewing standpoint and also a marketing standpoint to establish himself, is just incredible. And in, you know, only being open a year, it's yeah. just. Uh, unlike you know many of the breweries I've seen in this area, he's he's really, uh, really taking off.
3: Indeed. So so I will just throw this out to both you know Sam and Jason since you guys are the bigger hopheads, and I know Sam you've been to Trillium. Well, you've had some Trillium and you've been to Treehouse.
1: Uh, I've been to Treehouse. I Actually, have never had Trillium. Oh before. okay. I, I've been I've wanted to, but you can't buy it anywhere outside right. of the yeah. brewery, and I haven't been able to. Uh, I thought it, I so. thought you
3: might have had it on your adventure. Yeah, I've been up to in Treehouse area. though. But yeah, you've been so. Are, are you guys comfortable in saying that dancing gnome is our analogy to trillium and treehouse the answer to them oh absolutely I mean you go to you go
1: to treehouse and it's a similar look and feel you know it's very IPA heavy uh, line out the door to get cans right um, has just made such a huge name for themselves all over the craft beer community across the country but especially in the New England area everybody knows them everybody wants treehouse right uh, great beer Uh yeah i mean the dancing
0: gnome is absolutely our tree house i mean that's that's kind of what it is i, I don't know what do you think jason <laughs> i would agree with that i mean that, there are a few breweries in pittsburgh that are doing this style very well so i wouldn't say that it's you know 100 dancing gnome is the only one mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at your brew gentleman grist house yellow bridge out in uh what are they delmont yeah they're doing some tremendous hazy ips and i think that they're that's a little underrated because they're Further away from the city, mm-hmm. so they're not getting the same publicity. However, the people that do make that venture have reported nothing but good things. And I know I was out there in late January and they had just put on Horatio, which is one of the, I think it's their double. I could, and I could be speaking out of turn. I just know it's one of their hazy IPA offerings. Phenomenal. That's yeah. So freaking good. I'm right on par with what you get at Dancing Gnome. So, I, some breweries have not fully grasped this concept of like, I mean, it's not necessarily the most conventional, traditional style of beer. So I mean, in essence, like you're you're skipping a couple steps. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know, the end game is it's still a really good freaking beer. But some breweries just aren't breaking away from tradition, which is fine. I I, I like, don't I don't discount the other great IPAs. Like I still prefer a West Coast style IPA. Mm-hmm. And again, these are awesome. But I that's just my personal preference. But yeah, they are. Knocking it out of the park if you can consistently have a line wrapped around your building for every can release You're doing something, right? So hats mm-hmm. off to them
1: Adam, what do you think about this beer? We've kind of been dominating the conversation
2: Dare, dare I ask what you think? <laughs> We've done a lot of build up, So you, you totally have and I think you guys are underselling it just a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, the, it's the same thing that we had with the grist house uh, It's simply not my style um, but for the style for what it is, yeah, it's good it's good and if if I had to go with an IPA, if somebody put a gun to my head and said <laughs> you have to drink an IPM or IPA or I will pull the trigger I'd be willing to drink this Okay. Uh, really got, going got, out got, on a limb? Yeah, here's a gun to head to uh, drink
1: dancing now. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's some... God, We're getting a few eye rolls from the Pittsburgh craft beer community on this one.
3: Upon threat of
1: oh, death. Oh, God. Adam, God! it's like beyond infinity. This is a beer that some people only wish they could have gotten because it was gone so quickly. And Adam gets to drink it on this show. And he's like, oh, gun to my head, I guess I'll drink it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so it's like he got... Taken to a steakhouse and was given, you know, A5 Wagyu beef. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's right. <laughs> You guys got chicken nuggets? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
2: going to keep sipping on it. I'm going to keep going okay. on it. Don't worry about it. Continue to enjoy I don't, it. I don't hate the beer. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, honestly, honestly for if, if <laughs> you're in that IPA realm, right. me not hating it is a good thing. It is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely is.
1: So. All righty. We'll let you keep drinking. I did give you a generous pour,
2: too. So. <laughs> you did this to yourself.
1: Yeah, maybe I did.
2: <laughs> I All feel right. like I stabbed you in the heart with that, Sam. <laughs> <Thank> look, <you. laughs> Look, this,
1: this was my first can release down at Dancing Gnome, but I can guarantee you that it won't be my last. I, I tell you what, real quick, and then I know we'll, we have a game to get into here, but I want to say one of the really fun things about doing this, I, I would recommend it. Everyone gets an opportunity to go down to a can release. Just go down. Even if you're not gonna mm-hmm. buy the beer, go down and stand in line. Because yes. the people you meet down there are so much fun. People are down there drinking and they bring growlers f- full of beer and they share them. Uh when my buddy Chris and I went down, we got to try some hoof-hearted beer, which is out of uh, I think Cincinnati or Columbus. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's an Ohio. Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Ohio one, but you can't buy it around here. We got to try some of that. You really got to just socialize with the craft beer community and interact with them and you know. We were there for an hour and a half, so what, what the hell else are we going to do We talk to people? So everybody's super nice, super friendly, and it was a great all-around experience. And then we got the beer, so it made it even better. But I I'd highly recommend, if you haven't been to a can release at Dancing Gnome, check it out. It's a lot of fun to do.
3: I mean, I'd say that goes with any kind of release, because right. Adam and I stood in line for um, both CBS at House of Brews and uh, the Fat Sam out of Insurrection. right? There's pretty similar experiences, like people are just willing to talk, and yeah, they just everybody's wanna... just
2: having a good time because yeah. they're,
3: they're they get something unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's excited for to have that experience together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, any kind of release, go enjoy it. Yeah. Same team, yeah. same team. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a game for uh, yeah, as for a, our esteemed guest here, as per usual, with every episode of the Hot Nation USA podcast, we like to keep segment three a little bit of light and fun and just be kind of goofy. So, uh, this week. We're joined by Jason, and we're going to bring back a, a, a segment that we haven't done in a, in a hot minute. A classic. A classic, uh, but it's called The Pair Down. The Pair Down. And this is where we take, we take subjects and we take beers, and we try to do a little word association and bring about pairings, if you will. Similar to how you would pair a beer with food, but we're going to do it with something else this week. And if you're following Jason at any way on social media, on Twitter especially, you'll have noticed that especially down the road of uh, WWE pay-per-views, he may throw a tweet out or two. Uh, Or if you listened to the beginning of this episode, he made a Roman Reigns reference. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you listened to his uh, previous podcast over a couple of beers, he would end episodes with wrestling references. Oh yeah, we were that was where the point we were like is this a beer podcast anymore or a wrestling podcast we couldn't figure it out don't worry we've had those moments on here as well yeah, yeah. if you listen to this show at any point we have some thinly veiled <laughs> But I, I think it's pretty perfect, being that we are technically on the road to Wrestlemania. Indeed we are. Some people might not even know that this they are. This is the three months <laughs> of the year where
0: wrestling's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
3: Yeah, come come May, or come
0: April, whenever, it, when is it this year? Early April. Yeah, it's early April After that, re- that night after Raw, they just check At, out. Yeah. They don't <laughs> care. <huh? laughs> it's, yep. Yeah, they do we'll put it on automatic and we're,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we suffer for it. Automatic till SummerSlam. Yep. <laughs> it gets a little better. <laughs> so we're going to play the pair down with Jason, and we're going to give him some Wrestlers that are you know popular now and in previous years, and we're gonna see if he can pair them together with some beer styles. So, I just want to give you a real easy one right down the middle. He's pretty much synonymous with beer and wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was supposed to do styles. See, I, oh, yeah, I mean, you I embarrassingly pick...
0: worked on this a little, probably a little too <laughs> hard. <laughs> oh, no, no, I mean, I wrote, I made whatever, whatever you notes, have. whatever you have for this. Actually, I could say with. When I think of Stone Cold, I'm thinking probably something a little lower on the ABV side, mm-hmm. mainly because your session's probably going to be long.
3: Yeah. And you're going to drink <laughs> a lot of beer. So. Being that he crushes four or five before he even gets out of the ring. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah right.
1: Well, more of it's on you than in you, that usually.
0: <laughs> yeah, I put go-to IPA. Because you're going to be drinking a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. That's my. I don't really get into session IPAs that much. Like just yeah. give me what I love and I'll know when to stop or <laughs> it will tell me when to stop. And uh, I, I just prefer those a little bit more. But, yeah, probably something on the lower ABV side to chill with Stone Cold for the day. Sounds good. Sounds good. So for those that don't know, who, who makes the go-to? Stone. IPA. Did I not say stone? Sorry. Stone no, go-to yeah. IPA. My bad. I was gonna go real, you know, the Broken Skull. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's oh, the yeah. obvious one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right?
3: I, I was I was kind of hoping you'd either go like the obvious with, you know, obviously Budweiser, Budweiser is what he's right. known for, but that, he also does his own... Uh, I refuse to give them any sort of... <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, wrap. that's fine, we, we We never uh, give them any props <laughs> on yeah, this show, no, so no, don't yeah. feel the need to do that. But he, he also does have his own IPA, which is the Broken Skull Ranch IPA. Yeah, he
1: drinks it on his podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll
3: give you a more uh, recent wrestler, AJ Styles, current WWE champ. For AJ, and again, I I, I didn't go style; I went specific
0: beer. No, that's fine. Okay, yeah. and for AJ, I paired him with Worldwide Stout because he is a wrestler that I mean, and t- until now, I think a lot of people probably aren't aware of what he's accomplished in the wrestling world but he's been a champion around the world mm-hmm. yep. big bit. he was huge in japan and tna he was the founding guy like he yeah. brought that promotion out of the depths
4: yeah um, he made it he's He did. yeah
0: <laughs> and then hulk hogan didn't and
4: <laughs>
0: but yeah and now he's killing it in wwe and i mean i think you know right now for wrestling fans like we've only got a couple of years left with him i think he's he's been very smart with his money he's been yeah retire and,
3: and he's had a hell of a career but yeah worldwide stuff for aj makes a lot of sense uh so going along that line somebody else who has had a pretty lengthy career probably longer than aj longer than anybody else i propose to you but uh chris jericho who's big in japan right now mm-hmm. I paired him with East
0: End Gratitude Barley Wine because he keeps getting better with age. Oh, oh very nice. Oh, very nice. Like I said, I put way too much work in nice. this game. <laughs> very well thought out answer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, he's almost 50 now and he's still wrestling. Yeah,
0: really? And yeah. he's having tremendous matches. Yeah. Like the Yikes. one he did with Kenny Omega wow. was ridiculous. Yeah. He's
1: still playing in that Fozzy band too. Yeah. He's still doing busy. Yeah. In- yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Oh
0: man. I, I'm actually somewhat
4: surprised that you knew was one, Sam.
3: All right, who's who's next on the wrestling list, Esteban? So, so the next one is probably, well, he's absolutely the biggest guy physically <laughs> at this point. Uh, he also probably has some of the craziest storylines that maybe Sam, you should go on YouTube and check out some of the things he's been up to. If it's who I think it is, yeah, yeah. you
2: definitely need to go check it out.
3: Who's uh, that?
1: Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. Uh, no, that's yeah. much bigger, Potatoes. much
3: bigger and scarier than Lesnar at this point. Uh, this guy go, goes by the name of The Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman. Okay, I've seen him before. Yeah.
0: So I was trying to find something with a grappling hook. <laughs> before I cut cable, I did see him pull a terrace down with a grappling hook, which might be the stupidest thing that he has done in he, a long time.
3: So then you missed the part where he
0: flipped a semi. No, oh, I saw that too. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I just flipped a semi truck. I think that was a tweet I put out during Elimination Chamber. I was like, if he walks out and flips this, I'm canceling my subscription. What? Um, he, wait, he
1: flipped a semi? Flipped on semi-truck? The semi-truck? Unbelievable, right? Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, real believable.
1: That's, that's already.
3: I mean, he's already flipped an ambulance. And then he's pulled down parts of sets and Yeah. Wasn't well, my buddy had texted me when that when he pulled the hook thing down. He's like, Yeah, there's just grappling hooks laying around for people to <laughs> believe inequipment. I know case. you have to
0: suspend your disbelief for wrestling to some extent, but that was just ridiculous. But I think you'll like the pairing. Nimble giant. Oh, Ooh, right. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I can't wait till that beer comes back out. I love, so that. I love that pairing because I love that beer. The Nimble Giant is one of the best was, things Tro got. That was in Tro a Tro killer past. beer. Yep. Yeah, that double IPA is out of this world. Adam, you would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you would hate it. <laughs> so if you ever come across it and it has to you. Give yeah, it it to you me, bring it over to our when place. When that comes out,
3: I am getting a case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a phenomenal beer. Great love pairing. Love it. Yeah, definitely a good pairing considering he's a guy that's he's bigger than me at six eight three hundred eighty pounds and he throws drop kicks
0: <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's why i said that's the perfect yeah. pairing but let me ask you that now that they're beating to death get, get these hands yeah i do you feel it's humanizing him and taking a bit of that monster i think so aura? yeah I, I don't like it i hate it nah, I like yeah. i mean i don't mind him having a little mic time right but i don't like that Every time he touches somebody, they're going to get these hands.
4: Shut up. Shut up.
3: Giving him him a theme or a catchphrase other than just screaming at the top of his lungs is not great. Yeah. Let's go back to something a little classic, and let's go with the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop, raised to the top.
4: (laughs) Another 360.
3: (laughs) I pair Macho
0: Man's one of my all time favorites and I it, what wrestling fan can I hate, yeah, can right. say I hated the macho man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He, Nobody cares. Nothing for the business or anything. <laughs> like that. And what's funny, ironically, my favorite version was his WCW 2000 run where he had gorgeous george and he had like the ponytail and he was all jacked up yeah yeah (laughs) like ridiculously jacked up for yeah (laughs) yeah like that was my favorite version of him i thought it was great but uh nevertheless i paired him with pliny the elder because for years recognized as one of the best that
2: makes sense
1: i like it it absolutely makes sense that's a great beer too uh when my wife
0: and I were in San Francisco, we we hunted that one down and yeah. found it, and it was oh, <laughs> oh, so good. It's one of those I never had it in its prime, and what I mean by that is now I feel like the second I had it, I I instantly got done and said I actually prefer Nimble Giant to this and Grist House Master of the Galaxy, which I don't think they brew anymore. That was one of when they were relatively new. Yeah, it was I mean, one of their first double IPAs. It was freaking awesome. And I could be wrong. That could still pop up from time to time. I haven't seen it. But that's the thing. Like Pliny was, you know, one of the. It still is one of the best beers. But there's so many good beers to go along with it or, or to run alongside it now that it's just it's not the same. But yeah, don't get me wrong. Great beer.
3: So. All right. Well, I think we'll move on to our very last one, and it's kind of fitting because he is a local boy. Currently on Raw, there is a heel goes by the name of Elias. Uh, do you remember Jeff Jarrett at all, Sam? Mm-hmm. Very similar. He comes out, plays his guitar, and oh, not at all. Well, I mean, <laughs> similar. I've, I've seen Elias Simi- before. Elias plays yeah, like songs point. in the ring. Well,
0: that's like the, of the Jeff Jarrett character development yeah, 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 yeah. over the years, but that original Double J, he's
3: yeah. way better than. Oh, double he's way J. better. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to give Sam a reference. I don't know. I I don't know if Sam has seen Elias or not. Gotcha. I,
1: I've, I've seen him. Okay. I had Raw on one day randomly when I was traveling for work just while I was sitting in my hotel room and he was in the ring playing a song. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what all the closet so, fans
3: that still watch wrestling say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, it just happened to be on <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Okay, so yeah, you know Elias, and you know his gimmick, and he comes to the ring and plays his guitar, and he plays it really damn well. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, he's actually a good he, singer.
3: He cuts some of the funniest promos on his guitar with the songs, and just runs down cities.
0: Yeah, I, I laughed out loud at his one at Elimination Chamber. He so said, this that will be was... good for all
3: of you, because you're used to looking at people through, was it through glass? Yeah, <laughs> through bars or <laughs> through <laughs> glass. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> it is awful. Um... But he's also a Pittsburgh native. I yeah. did not know no, that. I didn't, didn't know that either. Right? Think yeah, from, from, oh, from yeah. Plum, PA. Yeah, yeah. No the other pride of Plum. Yeah. There's actually three guys on Raw right now. They're all from Pittsburgh. There's Elias. There's the announcer Corey Graves.
0: Who's the third one? Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle. Oh shit.
3: Doy. Oh, He's <laughs> still on. Never mind. Yeah. Kurt Angle's the, the GM now. How oh, is he? Yeah. How about that? But uh, why don't you give us your beer that you would pair to represent Elias? I paired Elias with Rivertown Sloppy Monster, which is. Awesome and underrated. Hmm. All right, then. I think Adam would definitely agree with you on that one. Adam's a big Rivertown fan. Well, bigger than but you that's guys. the double IPA, oh, yeah.
2: right? The sloppy monster. Yeah, so now I'm at yeah. a bit of a crossroads here. What do yeah, I do? Yeah, I was going to say, you're, like, you're,
1: you're a big fan of Rivertown, but not of double IPAs.
0: So, so <laughs> what, you what do I do? I do
3: monster? But are you a big Elias fan? I mean, he does his shtick well. Yeah. So I can't. You don't want to walk with Elias? <laughs> he might be my favorite character right now. He's, def- he's definitely probably in their top five heels. Yeah. Easy. Like, I fully
0: believed. Like, I've been a, on the Dolph Ziggler train ever since he cashed in on Alberto Del Rio. Oh, that was a
2: fantastic. And
0: fully thought that one day he'd get back to that level. Yeah. And I thought when he left the belt in the ring, yeah. I said, he's going to come back and win the Rumble. And I was like, I was on board with that. And then he came in at 30. I'm like, okay, half the prediction's true. <laughs> and then he got dumped in three minutes right. So you got He sold out. He came back just to be the same guy he <laughs> yeah. was when he left. Like, this is stupid. So Elias might be at the top of my list right now. He's yeah, good. Yeah, he's definitely the most entertaining for the mic time he gets. Mm-hmm. I think the Miz right now might be the best heel in wrestling. He's so freaking good. Like, that yeah. <laughs> was out of nowhere. He, he just started.
3: I'm like, damn, Miz is... Fun to watch now. He yeah, sucked for a really long is. time, and now it's <laughs> grown on me. Turning, turning on Daniel Bryan the way he did and mm-hmm. using him as, you know, almost inspiration. I like to, to, and the promo he cut when he did it was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, he cuts his promos, he steals his moves. Yep. He's <laughs> the most hated person around. <laughs> well, before we get too far in and making this a fourth segment, <laughs> let's come back to the Beyond Infinity by Dancing Though. No. Everybody has thoughts, I'm sure. Let's make Sam go last. Okay. Well, we can, Sam can go last, Ooh, cruel. Sam can go last, or we can let our guests go last, or our guests can go first. The cam, let our the, guests the, go the first. The can okay.
0: said consume fresh, so mine's gone, and it's just freaking awesome,
3: so <laughs> that's, that's my take.
2: Short and sweet. I like it.
3: I will say the very same. Like, it, it, it has such a wonderful flavor profile that just kind of dances all over. Dancing though. Ah, uh-huh. very ah. nice.
1: Dances all over your gnome. Yeah,
3: Ew. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't
0: Ew. really know
3: what that means. Yeah. It seemed like the right thing to say at that moment. Pop nation after dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really That's enjoy it. The Night fox would say. <laughs> Adam or Sam? What are you two? Oh, I'm
2: making Sam go last. Okay. So I, you're good? It, it, same thing as with the with the grist house. It, it's not my jam, so it, I am. I am 100% the guy uh, to give an honest review, and I'm 100% not the guy to give an honest review on this one. So it's kind of split. And bottom line, for the style, it's good. The problem is I don't like the style. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to split it right down the middle, 5
3: out of 10. I think by saying that you would drink it over other IPAs. That
2: does say a lot right there, and it it's
3: true.
4: Yeah.
2: It is true.
3: Uh, it, and these, these hazy
2: IPAs, these New England IPAs, they're not necessarily growing on me, but they're, they're not the worst thing in the world.
3: They're a lot easier to drink than yes. a green flash yes. palette record. Oh God, <laughs> those things are awful. Why would anybody do that to themselves? I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'll <laughs> do that to myself anyway. Yeah. That's fantastic. This is the part <laughs> where three guys say, Yeah, we all yeah, like you guys can We have love it. Palette
2: records are great. You guys yeah. can have them.
1: But I can understand how you might appreciate
2: the New England style a little bit more. It's a little smoother, a little more balanced. It is, and I do like juicy. The, yes, the juiciness of it, I do appreciate that. Uh, And I do like that aspect of it. Uh, Unfortunately, it's just not enough for me to overcome the rest of it. But that's just me. All right. Sam? You're up. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really
1: like it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it kind of sucked, actually. So I don't think there's much else to say. Coming to the dark side. (laughs) No, I'm not coming to the dark side. Are you kidding me? (laughs) People people (laughs) respect my opinion on this show, Adam, when it comes to IPAs. His that's wife going to say. Not that your opinion wasn't it respected. But with IPAs, I mean that's my wheelhouse. Like also true. You know, when, when when I think about IPAs for this show and you know, I I picked these beers out for this one, so you better like you, it. You know, I better like it. That's true. But yeah. no, honestly, I mean anything by Dancing Gnome is going to be fantastic. I mean they they're just they're really hitting their stride now with with their beers and they're flavorful and they're juicy and dank and just Oh, my God. It's just, it's so great. Like, it doesn't even matter which
3: one you have, really. I mean, they're all so good. Are they paying you by the word? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Are yeah, we getting the man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jason, you got to come back when we do Pizza Boy. And you'll, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> you'll yeah,
1: hear a very similar. Pizza, <laughs> yeah. pizza Boy is one of my favorites, too. I love that bird. So right. That
2: one, you and Go I can just well. sit on the couch and give him a mic. Oh, yeah.
4: Thing. Three hours yeah. later, we'll be good. <laughs>
1: So, no, but honestly, I mean, especially their double IPAs like this one, I mean, they're just so flavorful and great, and I really can't say enough good things about it. So, yeah, I'm glad I have 10 more at my house. (laughs) That's for sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to take it to what we call the podium, where we give a bronze, silver, and gold ranking for the three beers we had tonight. They were all really good, so it's going to be a little tough for some of us. I'm going to start with Adam because I think it's pretty easy for him.
2: Way to spoil it. <laughs> the,
3: the bronze and the silver,
2: those are, are very close, obviously, because they're a, a similar style. They, they have a similar approach. Uh, I would honestly, I'm going to have to put the grist house, the double edged sword, in the bronze position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and the reason behind that, I thought that the, the Beyond Infinity did have a little bit more juiciness to it, which I can appreciate uh, when you're getting into these New England style IPAs. Uh, it, but they're still very close. The caveat on this, obviously, is it's not my style. For the style, yes, they are good. Uh, I'm just not the guy for it. The other thing is, uh, these two beers came up against just an absolute monster of a beer, and and that is this Hitchhiker Cokacino. Just phenomenal. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take a take a, a page out of Sam's book and just I'm. I'm just gonna gush over it for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I absolutely we don't love have that, that beer. much time? Yeah, I was gonna say we gotta we got ra- wrap it up. We need a wrap it up, box. And then I will, I will hit that wrap it up box. That is the gold, far
3: and away, going away, no bones about it. Okay, doke I'll go next. So I'm gonna give the bronze to the Cocachino. That's not a knock against it. It is a fantastic beer. It's a fantastic porter. I would definitely want more of it anytime I was able to get it. <laughs> But I kind of like these uh, double IPAs a little bit more. I'm going to give the silver to the Beyond Infinity, though. That may surprise somebody. I mean, it's, hey, your opinion is your opinion. I'm just opinion. saying, it may surprise doesn't, somebody. doesn't mean it's right, but it's
4: your opinion.
3: <laughs> I just felt like uh, I didn't find it as even drinking as the Grist House. The Grist House was really smooth and really tasty for me, and I feel like I could crush probably a six-pack of the, the Grist House. Whereas the... I feel like i might get a little tired drinking the beyond infinity it's a little it has too much of a bite at some points for me but that's my opinion sam all right, so for me,
1: Kokacino uh, is in the bronze position, just like Steve. Uh, you know, I really like the K- Cocachino, and I've been really impressed lately with what Hitchhiker is doing. Uh, but to me, I mean, that one just doesn't compare to to these double IPAs. Uh, but but one thing I will say about the Cocachino and what Hitchhiker is really doing for their stouts and their porters is, you know, their stouts and porters are kind of like... The IPAs that Dancing Gnome and Grist House are doing—I mean, they're equally as good in that style of beer. So I'm, I've been very impressed with it, what they've put out lately. So I look forward to, um, you know, them to continue down that uh, that style path. Uh, second for me in the silver position is going to be the Double-Edged Sword by Grist House. And it is a very close second. I was thoroughly impressed with this beer. Like Jason said earlier in the show, I mean, Grist House has just been really, uh, you know, putting out some great, great IPAs. And they've they've had a few that have been in this New England style where they're real hazy and juicy. Um, and this Double-Edged Sword is no exception to that. It's a really, really good beer, and I, I'd highly recommend it. In first place for me, to, know, to the surprise of no one, is the Dance dancing gnome beyond infinity i mean it's just an absolutely phenomenal beer and i will say that it is it is one of the best ipas and beers overall that i've had uh, in in the pittsburgh craft beer community from from any brewery around here it's it's really good it's right in my wheelhouse it's almost as if it was brewed for me so thank you andrew and the team at dancing gnome for making this this glorious beer that i get to enjoy at least 10 more times
0: <laughs> All right. So and, I'm not sharing. Them. Yeah, yeah so we
2: know Sam doesn't share. <laughs> I've shared this one. He shared I one. I put it on the show. That's it.
0: <laughs> Consider yourself privileged. <laughs> so we'll go to Jason. Yeah, I, I don't think my rankings are too far off Sam's. I, I three awesome beers that I hadn't had any of before tonight. Which is I I'm sorry. Take that back. I did have Beyond Infinity on tap, but not from the can. But yeah, Cucinino was awesome, and I loved what that beer did when it warmed up. Um, but I'd, just being more on the uh, gravitating more of the hoppy style of beer, that's probably why it would fall in third place for me. Second place, and a very very close race, just like you guys said. The uh, co- or the uh, double edged sword would be in second place, and first place would be beyond infinity. And like I said, I mean that, and that's just it's hard to rank the two because you can. The styles are so similar, but there's just those subtle differences between mm. the two. It's really hard to say, like, one is better. It's almost like one and one A. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, if I had to put a medal on somebody, I would say I'll, I'll, Go with the trend. So I'm going yeah. get punched on my way out and say Dancing Down 1 and Grist House 2, Hitchhiker 3. But yeah, all three awesome, awesome beers.
3: Yeah, w- when all three beers are awesome, the rankings don't matter. It really <laughs> <is right>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It only matters when we come across a beer that we actually hate and, be like, eh, don't. <laughs>
1: very, very, very good point. I think uh, any one of us would happily drink any of these beers again.
3: Yeah, amen. So with that, uh, I'll just let Jason plug. Whatever he wants to plug. He's got a lot. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you You got a lot going on, so pick well, your let's, uh-huh. I'm going to
0: simplify it for everybody listening. Check out breakingbrews.com, and you can connect to all of our social networks, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. And, of course, the actual blog has some good content you may or may not enjoy. Okay. But if you do, leave a comment. We love to hear what you have to say. And JasonSircone.com has connections to the Decent Exposure podcast and all the marketing stuff that I'm doing, too. And uh, and then PittsburghLibationsWeek.com. So you can go to those three websites and learn pretty much everything you need to know about me and everything I've got going on right now.
3: And all the things going on in the world of adult beverage in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's plenty. One-stop shopping. Yes. (laughs) That's why he's the guy. The guy. (laughs) My yard. (laughs) And if you want to find everything Hop Nation USA, all you have to do is search us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes every Friday of the Hop Nation USA podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Music Play. And for just... Reviews, features, things you won't find on the show, you can go to hopnationusa.com. And if you have any questions, email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. And that's all I got. I think that's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. That's episode
1: 49 in the book. So, once again, just a big thank you uh, to Jason Sircone for coming out and drinking some beers with us here on the show tonight. We appreciate it, my friend.
0: Thanks for having me, and guys.
1: Certainly yeah. look forward to uh, you know seeing around Pittsburgh at. Uh, you know, many of the different craft beer events and festivals, and or perhaps all, a libations week,
4: yes. yeah, libations. <laughs> week. Well, we will see them before that because that's not until October, but
1: a lot going on before October. But that'll be a big one, we'll definitely see them there. So, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, and guys. Thank you, yes, yeah, for coming. yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, we're gonna sign off. Happy drinking, everyone, and to, to everyone out there, happy local drinking. Go out uh, wherever you may be and and support local and, and find a new local craft beer that you haven't had before and just sit down and enjoy joy so until then we'll uh we'll be seeing you and uh yeah that's it anything else that's it i'm good that's it we're gone all right see you hop nation we'll be back here next week